0: Easter Alleluia's continue to ring out, we continue to celebrate Easter, the beautiful scripture reading today of our Lord on the shore of the Sea of Galilee with his apostles. It's an image of just how he fed the first communicants yesterday with the gift of his very body and blood, soul and divinity. And it's an image of how he feeds us with the Holy Eucharist, giving us to eat the bread that truly satisfies the hungry heart, the heavenly food, the bread of angels that is his very body and blood. Our Lord feeds us in this life from the altar, the altar of the holy sacrifice of the Mass, And he desires to feed us forever in heaven with the food of the everlasting banquet. There's something in this gospel that caught my eye for the first time. It's a familiar gospel. We've heard it many, many times. But there's a detail that caught my eye, and it is something that I had never noticed before. It's a little detail, seemingly insignificant notice that St. John specifies that Jesus was cooking the fish on a charcoal fire. Now St. John is not one to waste words and I wondered why charcoal was specified. A fire is a fire after all as long as it gets the job done of cooking the fish. So why charcoal fire? Now I don't want you to get all hooked on the charcoal part. What I found out was that charcoal fire in Greek is one word. It's just one word. And it turns out to be a very fancy word. A word not commonly used. In fact, it's a bit pretentious. It's a bit... Toity-toity. It's sort of like the word veranda. Veranda. If you go over to someone's house because they want you to join them for a beverage on their new veranda, and they open up the back door with a great flourish, and there you step out onto an eight-by-eight wooden deck, with no rails, two stories up. It's not exactly what you were thinking when you heard that you were going to have drinks on the veranda. But at least it gives you a hint of what to expect when they invite you to go fishing on their yacht. (laughs) They used a pretentious word a hoity-toity word. And that's what St. John does in using the word that means charcoal fire. He's calling attention to that fire. He's directing our attention to that fire because it's an important part of what he's telling us about. You see, St. John uses that extra fancy word one other time in his gospel and you remember the last time that St. John told us about a charcoal fire it was just a couple of weeks ago on Good Friday during the account of the passion it was right after our Lord had been arrested And St. Peter finds himself outside the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, warming himself by a charcoal fire. The same word, the same hoity-toity word. St. John wants us to compare and contrast the events that took place at these two charcoal fires. At the first, at the house of Caiaphas, Peter is not invited. He worms his way into the anonymous crowd, a crowd that turns against him quickly. At the second, by the shore of the Sea of Galilee, St. Peter is Invited, He is known by name and he is joined by the fellowship of the apostles, the band of brothers chosen by the Lord himself, the church in which he truly belongs. At the first fire, Peter tries to fit in. He wanted so much to be accepted by that group. But it didn't work out that way. They challenged him about his association with Jesus. And Peter denied even knowing him. Three times, three times he failed to act on what he knew to be true. He knew that he loved the Lord Jesus very, very much. But he lacked the courage to say so. And he left that charcoal fire weeping bitterly. His heart was broken at what was happening to Jesus, and he was full of shame for failing to stand up for him. At that first charcoal fire, Peter was a very broken man. At the second, St. Peter is truly accepted. He is accepted and forgiven. He was forgiven of what he had done three times. Three times did our Lord give St. Peter the opportunity to express his love. And three times did St. Peter do so. At that charcoal fire St. Peter's heart was mended he was restored to friendship with the Lord at that second charcoal fire St. Peter was lifted up and named as the one who would feed and shepherd the flock of the Lord he was given primacy over the other apostles at the first fire Peter receives temporary warmth that doesn't really do him much good. If you've ever tried to get warm outside on a cold night standing next to a fire, you know the feeling. It helps, but not that much. The fire might stave off frostbite, but you are still cold and the fire will eventually burn itself out. At the second fire, St. Peter receives not temporary warmth, but food, substantial food. St. Peter receives a meal that sustains him and strengthens him. He dines with the Lord, and so receives not simply food for his stomach, but grace upon grace. St. Peter encounters the fire that will never be extinguished, the light that scatters the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. We are privileged to encounter the Lord this day, In the Holy Eucharist. We began our encounter at the beginning of Mass by calling to mind our sins. We called to mind those times when we chose temporary over permanent, breakable over unbreakable, cheap over priceless, mediocre over excellent, And three times we called out for mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Having received divine instruction through the eternal word of God, we now follow the Lord to Calvary. Not only to be at the foot of the cross, but to receive the very flesh and blood of the sacrifice. Before receiving Holy Communion, three times will we give praise to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Three times will we give praise for the merciful way in which He treats us, the forgiveness that He extends for all our sins, the divine mercy. Through which we learn to put all our trust in Him, a mercy that never fails, a trust that never disappoints. It is through the holy sacrifice of the Mass that we find not something hoity toity, but the abundant catch the super-substantial bread of eternal life, the authentic fire of divine love, an encounter with the God who loves us dearly, who will never stop expecting great things from each and every one of us, and whose mercy is everlasting. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.